This special review episode of New Politics was released on the 27th of January, 2024, and produced on the lands of the Wangal and Wajuk people. Welcome to the special summer series from New Politics, and this is the final in our review episodes, and so far we've looked at media reform, housing affordability, last week we looked at Palestine and Gaza, and this week we're looking at the politics of Australia Day. This is the most un-Australian thing, not copping it. We want back Australia Day. Where are we? We're in Australia. The move from the supermarket giant has only fuelled the political debate over January 26. They need to stay out of politics. They need to serve the Australian people. Our government is focused on the prices that supermarkets charge. Peter Dutton is focused on the kind of thongs that supermarkets sell. The history of Australia Day is odd. It was kind of, everyone knew it was Australia Day. It was never on Australia Day. It was the nearest Monday as the public holiday. Well, here we oh. go again. More woke lecturing oh. from corporate oh. Australia. Oh. Now Woolies comes out and says, if I want to go into Big W and buy a bucket hat in the shape of an Australian flag, I can't. All those people who wanted the, the, the stock back on the shelves, you, you want to ask them, did you buy an Australian flag last year from Woolworths? And if you did, why do you need another one? Did you throw the Australian flag in the bin? Oh my God, how un-Australian is that? Now, Australia Day organisers have copped a fierce backlash for uh, not celebrating Australia Day at the Slam, though they'll be celebrating gay pride, they'll be celebrating all sorts of other things. This is the second year in a row. It's just absurd, isn't it? Police are tonight hunting a disgruntled shopper who vandalised a South East Woolworths store over its decision to pull Australia Day merchandise from its shelves. Spray painting a message right across the front of the building and then he actually lights a flare and sticks it inside the automatic door of the shopping centre. It that is the same debate we have every year. Let's stop the debate and just change the date. We need a date to celebrate that everybody feels included, everybody feels proud and everybody can feel happy that on that day they can celebrate being Australian. So it is known as Australia Day, it's also known as Invasion Day, Survival Day and Day of Mourning for many people in the Indigenous community. It has been known in the past as the First Landing Day, Foundation Day, Anniversary Day, ANA Day, but whatever it's called, January 26 is a problematic day, most definitely for many Indigenous people, but increasingly for the non-Indigenous community as well. And it is difficult to have a proper discussion about all of these issues because for the conservative side of politics, January 26 is also the official starting day of the annual culture war. And it started a little bit earlier this year when the leader of the opposition, Peter Dutton, decided to go absolutely ballistic because Woolworths decided not to stock Australia Day paraphernalia in its stores. I think it's an outrage, uh, to be honest, and I, I think people should boycott Woolworths. I would advise very strongly uh, to take your business elsewhere, to go to IGA or Coles or LD. and I think until we get common sense uh, out of a company like Woolworths, uh, I don't think they should be supported by the public. And this, of course, was ramped up by the conservative media because in an imaginary war, you do need to have imaginary enemies. The captain of the Australian men's cricket team, Pat Cummins, 
is now also one of the new imaginary enemies for saying that he's uncomfortable with the day and suggested that it should be moved as well. My personal opinions is, uh, you know, I absolutely love Australia. It's the best country in the world by a mile, and I think we should have it in Australia Day, but um, I think we can probably find a, a more appropriate day to, to celebrate. In particular, a sport like cricket, which has such diversity, and you get a good spectrum of um, just the community, I think, and, and a good, um, good feel for what the community um, kind of expects. So, yeah, knowing a couple of those, you know, players that you mentioned, you, you hear the stories and their feelings. Um, so I think it does, yeah, gather extra importance. Something like Jan 26, it does mean some, something different to different people. Yeah, it's going to be uh, a tough day for some. Australia is meant to be a celebration of, of everything Australia and our history. I, I think we could choose a better date. And cue the outrage. Not even a discussion can be held about this. Let's bring in our regular panel, the former Victorian Liberal Party President Michael Kroger. What's your response to his contribution to the discussion? Well, perhaps Pat can tell us why it's such a great country. You know, we seem to have a lot of critics in this country from people that sort of don't seem to like anything about our education system, uh, our origins, our response in the Middle East, etc., etc., etc. We are a country that is uh, that is facing um, campaigns by the left and the, the elites. Uh, there's a thousand of them running uh, across every part of the Australian landscape. The right-wing Advance Australia group claimed that Anthony Albanese and the Labor Party was changing the rules about Australia Day and allowing radical councils across Australia to do as they please. And all of this is a lie, of course. And I've had a look through the new politics archive, which is what you do when you're on holidays, and found that every year over the past 10 years, it's been pretty much the same thing. The Liberal Party and the mainstream media focuses on a villain, and that's usually someone who calls for Australia Day to be changed or at least have a discussion about it, or they're referred to the day as Invasion Day. And as sure as night follows day, all the attacks come out, it's political correctness gone mad, everything has gone woke, and the world as we know it is coming to an end, closely followed by Armageddon. And it seems that it doesn't really matter which government is in office, the issues are going to be magnified in the same sort of way. Here's what David and I had to say all the way back in January 2019 when Scott Morrison was the Prime Minister. Australia Day is obviously very problematic. Even putting aside, we're no longer an Anglo society and, and haven't been since you know, 1972 officially, but since 1788. I forget how many nationalities were on the first fleet. It was there were French, there were Russians, there were Maltese, there were Italian. Its big problem, of course, is what it means to Indigenous people. And this is an argument that we've never properly had, or at least it's never been properly played out fully in public. There are many Indigenous people and many non-Indigenous people who say it every year, who want the date changed to something more appropriate. And I think that that is an argument that we do need to have. We can have both a commemoration, a day of reflection and a day of celebration. But when the flag-waving patriotism comes out, and really all that means is that racists can, can come out and speak freely about who did what to whom and what is suffering and in these laughable and anti-historical. The other thing about Captain Cook is that he wasn't even the first Englishman to come let alone the first European to come to the Australian continent. 
David and I had a longer discussion about the relevance of Australia Day and how it should be moved, and this is from 2021, when Scott Morrison was still the Prime Minister. We've just had Australia Day, and as each year goes by, it becomes more and more painful. It's recognised as Invasion Day by the Indigenous community. Most people don't even know what the day is meant to commemorate. Some people think that it's about the arrival of James Cook in 1770. Some think that it's about federation. Some don't care. And most people just look forward to having a day off. It has been held on five different dates throughout Australia's history, and it only officially became a holiday in all states and territories in 1994. More recently, it's become a symbol of nationalism and jingoism, and instead of existing as a day of unity, it's become a day of division, of divided histories, and, as to be expected, it's become another day where conservative politicians map out their battleground positions in their ongoing cultural wars. Australia Day Awards are now going out to undeserving candidates. Last year it was Bettina Arndt. This year it was Margaret Court for what seems to be services to bigotry and homophobia. And 67% of awards in recent years have gone out to former Liberal National Party politicians. It seems like Australia Day has been hijacked by one side of politics. It's not an inclusive day. It's becoming more and more divisive as time goes by and is probably due for a change. It's nice to have, I think, a day where you reflect upon Australia. But while we have some very profoundly negative things to deal with, it'll never be right. I think it should be a day of actual unity, a day in which we genuinely celebrate Indigenous culture, where we genuinely grieve with people with with Indigenous ancestors and people who are Indigenous, and where we generally use it as a focal point to start fixing the problems. I've never, ever been a fan of unfettered jingoism. Nationalism is a very dangerous thing, particularly that American-style nationalism where it's all based around the flag and knowing the words to the national anthem. And and it's not about engaging with the legal system or the legal entity that you happen to choose to live under. There's a lot to celebrate if you have the right background um, and have had the right opportunities. There's a lot to commiserate if you haven't. And I think finding that middle ground is important. There has been a marked shift in the perceptions of Australia Day over recent years. This year especially, the word Invasion Day has been used more prominently in the media and not as negatively as you might expect in the mainstream media. It's almost like they've come to an understanding that there are more people outside of the Indigenous communities that are starting to accept that it's a troublesome day. And it's certainly a conversation that needs to continue into the Mm. future. And as you know, you you and I are very distrusting about opinion polls, but in a recent poll, it indicated that 25% of people would like to see the date change, 23% don't actually care, and 48% want to keep Australia Day where it is. So that's not actually the majority of people. The first official Australia Day was held on July the 30th in 1915 as a fundraising event for the war effort. The next year it was held on July the 26th. The year after that it was on July the 27th. So historically there has been some flexibility in when Australia Day is actually held. But today there's a great deal of political resistance to even thinking about moving it away from January the 26th. It's the day that the first colony, which becomes New South Wales, is announced. There's a sense in which that makes sense. But that's also a very New South Wales-centric date. Victoria and Queensland are a bit later. 
South Australia's a bit later again. Tasmania's a little bit later. Western Australia's later again. If we weren't a federation, if we were more like the English or the Irish system where there was just one big central government, it might work. But because there are, you know, six independent states, more or less, it's very East Coast. A date change would probably be a good step in that healing we need to do, that reconciliation or really conciliation we need to do with our Indigenous history and, of course, our Indigenous population. The other factor to take into account is that even if Australia Day is moved to a different date, that's always going to be a difficult day for the Indigenous community. And if we want to avoid speculation and problems in the future about this date, whether it remains the same or it's changed to a different date, well, maybe it's best to consult with the Indigenous community and ask them what they want to see. And, you know, if you ask the right people the right questions, well, you might end up getting the right answers. <laughs> there always has been resistance to Australia Day. The first official protest was the Day of Mourning held in 1938. That was organised by the Aboriginal Progressive Association to say to the rest of the community, well, this is not mm. a good day for us. It's not a cause for celebration. And resistance has become more prominent in recent years. There was a groundswell of support arising from the 1988 bicentenary events, and it's continued ever since that time. Australia Day itself, it's never really been a big deal for non-Indigenous communities anyway. The, the main issue has been, well, do we still get a public holiday? But it's taken on more meaning for conservative politicians, and there's been more resistance coming from them to changing the date simply because this is what the Indigenous community has called for. And they're not prepared to cede one inch to the Indigenous people in Australia. 1938, by the way, was the 150th anniversary of the uh, landing of Philip at Port Jackson. They also had on that day a reenactment of Philip meeting the Indigenous people, which was not done in a terribly historically accurate way, nor was it done in a terribly sensitive way. But I suppose at least there was some acknowledgement that he just didn't walk onto empty land. It caused problems and it was not well done, shall we say. And the other point I wanted to quickly make is that there's this idea going around that this objection to Australia Day is a brand new thing by radical Aboriginal people who have had it good and aren't speaking for blah, blah, blah. It has a very long and proud tradition of protest. And that's important to remember too, that today's activists are standing on the shoulders of the people who came before them. And we need to remember this, I think. Otherwise, the, the legitimacy of the protest is undermined. Well, what did happen back in 1788 was an imperialist takeover of an entire continent. Yep. It was a flawed process legally, even according to British law that existed at that time. And that has been rectified somewhat by the Mabo case in 1992. But legally, there are still... Many issues from 1788 that do need to be resolved. There's the issue of dispossession. There's the issue of compensation for land that was literally stolen. So it's not surprising that Indigenous people are angry and upset about the events that occurred in 1788. Changing the date, that's, that won't make all of these other issues go away, but at least it's a good start. One other issue about this is that Scott Morrison, he has that propensity to insert himself into the national conversation, even when he's not wanted. 
Here are his comments about the events of 1788. When those 12 ships turned up in Sydney all those years ago, it wasn't a particularly flash day for the people on, on, on those vessels either. And I think what that day to this demonstrates is how far we've come as a country. And I think that's why it's important that we mark it in that way. It's not about that day so much. It's about how far we've come together since that day. You know, you can't just airbrush things that have happened in the past. I think one of the great things about Australia, and I think we're respected for this, is we're pretty upfront and honest about our past. But more importantly, we don't allow it to get in the way of our future. There he is trying to equate the experiences of his ancestors from the First Fleet, and they would have been criminals as well. He's equating the subjugation of an entire population at the stroke of a pen, removal of land from people who had lived here for, for thousands of years, attempted genocide, all of which have resulted in centuries of racism and oppression for those people. And here's Morrison saying, well, look at me. I've suffered as well. My experiences are as bad as yours. It's just, I don't know if it's calculated dog whistle or complete tin ear or a mixture of both. It may not have been a flash day for his ancestors, but if we graph it out over the 200 years, who had the better day? And it's that simple. A total lack of historical perspective, a total lack of sensitivity and a total lack of comprehension. So that conversation was from three years ago, but the issues really haven't progressed. And in my opinion, it's a soiled day that has got many historical problems for Indigenous people. And it's an entire issue that has become hijacked by the conservative side of politics and the right wing media. And it's the same in 2024. But essentially, this hasn't really got much to do with the day itself or moving it around to a more suitable day. It's all about leveraging those culture wars, which then activates the conservative base of the Liberal Party. And if it's not Australia Day itself, it's Woolworths not selling Australian flags or Cricket Australia not suitably acknowledging Australia Day. And then this will morph into other issues throughout the year that have got very little to do with policy or cost of living or economic well-being or housing affordability or health or education. It's all about creating outrage, because if people are outraged, they're not focusing on the real issues. It's just a waste of everyone's time, all because the Conservatives and the Liberal Party just haven't got anything else to talk about except for fear and loathing and sowing the seeds of division. So that's the final part of our holiday series. This part of the ongoing Conservative culture war will be put aside for the time being and brought out again next year. So that's something to look forward to. And aside from this, there's already a lot starting to happen in federal politics. The former Prime Minister, Scott Morrison, has announced that he's resigning from politics. It seems that the Labor government has finally found some metal and has announced some very, very, very tiny changes to the Stage 3 tax cuts. And, of course, that's unleashed a tsunami of hate from the Liberal Party. So we will be starting on our regular schedule next week. Thanks for listening in to New Politics, and we'll see you again soon. This is New Politics, one of the top 10 audio programs on Australian politics and news commentary. You can listen to us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, Amazon Audible, and you can also find us at newpolitics.com.au. 
and you can support New Politics on Patreon and Substack.